Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Good Fortune, where I, Jamie Wright, ask the question, does a podcast have to be a podcast? Uh, First, I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to last week's episode and sent me your thoughts and feedback. I loved hearing from you, and I'd love to keep hearing from you. So let me know what you think of this one, or if you've been out there listening and you've been shy, reach out, say hi, (laughs) let's chat. Um, So let's just get right into it. This is a forecast for the week of March 27th to April 2nd, 2023. Um, We have three planetary aspects coming up this week Um, to go over them very quickly. Just up top, we have on Tuesday, the 28th, we have Mercury conjunct Jupiter at 16 degrees of Aries. And then on Thursday, the 30th, we have two aspects. First, we have Mars trine Saturn at two degrees of Cancer and Pisces, respectively, And then we have Venus conjunct Uranus at 16 degrees of Taurus. Um, And I was thinking about (laughs) what I could title or what headline I could give for this week. And um, the self-help ebook that lives in my brain was like, you should call it the three motivations or the three acts of courage. And... You know, I don't know if those are exactly the correct titles, but the three aspects that we do have this week, I do think each one of them offers a different kind of inspiration. And, you know, they're, it's sort of like a, almost like a tasting menu of different inspirations coming up this week. And I think after, you know, the last week that we had with sort of, everything happening all at once, the everything everywhere all at once of it all, of it being Aries season beginning and the new moon in Aries and Pluto entering Aquarius and Mars entering Cancer. It was just sort of one dramatic entrance after another, after another, after another. I think this week really provides some opportunities for integration um, and to actually really... Um, start with some fresh inspiration and kind of fully leave what we need to leave behind, behind. (laughs) Because I do think last week there was so much new, like so many um, changes of sign and the new moon. And it did kind of have that like first week of class, you're getting the syllabus, the excitement and the expectancy and the like nothing is due yet, but I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to take something in. I'm ready to have a new experience. It had a lot of that energy. And yet at the same time, it was like there was a nagging feeling in the back of your head or my head, at least of like something is due and it's something I've been working on for a long time but I don't actually know what it is, but I somehow think it's due tomorrow and I need to hand it in. And um, yeah, I think there was sort of a push pull of like, do I have to even do this assignment? Should I do the assignment? What is the assignment? I'm kind of just ready to 
toss that aside and start fresh with this new class and maybe take a pass fail or whatever on that other class. Um, And I think this week it's like, okay, whether you finish that other assignment or not, it's on to the next and we don't have to worry about that other thing. And so I guess the first inspiration or the first motivation or the first act of courage, so corny, I'm not going to say that again, is on the 28th, we have Mercury conjunct Jupiter at 16 degrees of Aries. And to me, I mean, Mercury is our communication. It's our words. It's, you know, literally how we put what's in our mind into something expressed. It's our expression, literally. Um, And Jupiter is a megaphone in this instance. And I think of Mercury conjunct Jupiter and Aries is literally volume. It's It's making something loud. It's getting on your soapbox and making an announcement. And we have Mercury Jupiter conjunctions about once per year. I think it's a very optimistic aspect. It's an aspect where you can really um, sort of bring the detail work and the big picture work that you're doing together to try to really get started on something. Um, It can sometimes be an aspect of, oh, I have too many ideas and I don't even know where to begin. But in Aries, I do think it's a little bit of a wink of like, just be blunt, just go for it, don't look, leap. Um, but for every sign, there this is sort of hitting in a different part of the chart. And a sort of like cheat code <laughs> or cheat sheet I have for this is... Um, So if you're a cardinal rising, so that's if you're an Aries rising, Cancer rising, Libra rising, or Capricorn rising, um, I think for you, this is a moment of more like maintenance and recalibration. Like maybe you're making an announcement, but it's an, an announcement about something that's actually pretty mundane. It's like, you know, I ran a mile today. It's very like I'm celebrating. I took out the trash. (laughs) Um, But I think really like, yeah, make a big deal of an accomplishment that otherwise would go unrecognized and sort of use that to motivate building better habits. For the fixed risings, so that's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius risings, I think this for you is a moment for adjustment. It's a moment to recognize, wow, I've really grown a lot um, in the past, not only several weeks, but in the past year. And I need to like sort of my announcement maybe needs to be like informing someone that our relationship has changed or my role has changed or, yeah, I agreed to do that a long time ago, but that's not who I am anymore. Um, And that might be, you know, a work situation, it might be a relationship with your partner, with a friend, with your therapist, with yourself, but it's a moment, I think, really of pivot and adjustment. For mutable risings, this is a moment of resonance. Um, Mercury-Jupiter aspects are especially important for you for mutable risings, so that's for um, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces risings. Um, cause Mercury and Jupiter are the two planets that rule all the angular houses in your chart. So, you know, your house of self, your house of private life, your house of partnership, your house of public life, those are all ruled by Mercury and Jupiter. And so when they make aspects in the sky, there is this sense of, um, 
things are coming together or of synergy. Um, and so this moment, I think this announcement you're making is about really letting others know, like, this is what I want and this is what I'm going for. Um, and that might be about some material goal, but it also might be like, oh, this is who I am. But yeah, I think for you, it's less of like, oh, I'm having a private conversation with someone and it's more like, no, I'm posting it on Instagram or I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sharing some big news. Um, but yeah, I do think just like, make the big announcement, make it loud. Uh, again, it's kind of this why not take a crazy chance to follow up on the new moon in Aries energy. Um, but yeah, you know, when the sky is telling you be blunt, be blunt. Um, <laughs> so the second inspiration happens on the 30th on Thursday. Um, and that is Mars trine Saturn at two degrees of Cancer and Pisces respectively. Um, And so Mars and Saturn are the two malefic planets. Their job is to say no. I jokingly call them the bad boys of the Zodiac, but really, like, they're not bad, but Saturn is about creating boundaries, and Mars is about trimming the fat, cutting things off, separating So when these two come into aspect with each other, it can either be a train wreck or it can be this moment of pushing through and persevering. And this trine that they're coming into this week, which I like to think of as like they're dancing together, they're flowing together, we're in a river, we're doing choreography. (laughs) Um, When they're in a trine, it really is more of this moment of like something that seems insurmountable actually gets done very easily if we're willing to just do it and lean into it and lean into the work. Um, And it's interesting because we've actually been in a moment of Mars trine Saturn for the past several months because since Mars went into Gemini back in August of 2022, Mars was in Gemini and Saturn was in Aquarius. So they were also trine then. And they made two exact trine aspects on September 28th and then again on November 28th. Um, So yeah, so this has been in play for, for months now. But those first two hits of this transit was when both of these planets were in air signs. So it was more about exerting mental energy, whereas now we have Mars in Cancer and Saturn in Pisces. And so this hit, this final hit of this transit might be more about exerting emotional energy and leaning into the feeling of it and maybe using a bit more intuition rather than overthinking because the vibe is kind of like we were overthinking for the entire second half of 2022 And now it's time to just lean in and go for it and let the river run, as they say. Um, So on that same day that we have Mars trine Saturn, we have the final aspect of the week, which is Venus conjunct Uranus. Um, And so Venus being the planet of love and beauty and art and connection and also strategy, 
meeting up with Uranus, the planet of change and innovation and eccentricity and experimentation, um, on some level is like, oh, I'm going to have a weird hookup. I'm going to have a strange date. I'm going to make some crazy art. (laughs) Um, But Venus conjunct Uranus is also like a moment for intentional reinvention, um, which I wrote about last year when we had this exact aspect, which was on June 11th, 2022. Um, If you want to look back into the archives and see what was going on then, but I'm just going to read a little selection of what I wrote last year. So here we go. Humans are absolutely addicted to media narratives about reinvention. The she's all that of it all. Rags to riches, prince to pauper, hopeless nerd to glamorous prom queen. It's euphoric to watch a character and occasionally even a character with some nuance get glowed up or taken down over the course of 90 minutes. You know, to see the softening of Kat in 10 Things I Hate About You or of Miranda Priestly in The Devil Wears Prada. It's exhilarating because in real life, change is slow. Experimentation isn't funded. Progress feels futile. It's much easier to stay the same, play the hits, perpetuate outdated patterns. Misery loves company. And honestly, it's often very comfortable to stay miserable. This is, of course, also speaking from the perspective of, you know, seeing change as a possibility. Change is a privilege, and in general, change is gradual, noticeable only from a bird's eye view. Sometimes, though, when we least expect it, change happens very fast or all at once. Necessity is the mother of reinvention. Um... So that's what I wrote last year. And I I really do think that Venus conjunct Uranus is like, is that necessity. It's that necessary moment that stirs invention, as the saying goes, or reinvention, as I'm putting it. Um, And it's especially been true in the last several years, because since 2019, Uranus has been in Venus's home sign of Taurus. And Uranus and Taurus for these past several years since, well, 2018, 2019, when we first, when Uranus first went into Taurus, like we've been reinventing these Taurian things like money, like food, like all these things that are material and of the earth. Like (laughs) I joke that like, this is the era of like, you know, it's like cryptocurrency and beyond meat. And that is sort of like Uranus and Taurus boiled down to something very simple. But this, these Venus Uranus moments have all been happening in Venus's home sign where she usually is just like, I want to bake sourdough bread and I want to wear my cashmere pajamas and get under my linen duvet and enjoy my night. (laughs) Um, But Uranus is like, what if you got cozy in a different way? What if we changed like the literal sensual experience of something, the tangible physical experience? Um, And so I was looking through you know, lists of public figures who have Venus Uranus and in their natal chart. And there are so many because, you know, Venus Uranus is this aspect of innovating art. So, of course, many public figures who are artists have it. 
you know, many strategists have it, but I was like, let's get specific and look at people who have Venus Uranus in a sign where Venus is very dignified. So in Taurus, in Libra, and in Pisces. And one of the Venus Uranus and Taurus people that really stuck out to me was the painter Turner, J.M.W. Turner. Um, And, you know, one of the things about Uranus is that Uranus, like, sometimes we sort of conflate Uranus with like, oh, this is going to be a huge revolution or an earthquake. But often Uranus is like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shift the status quo and I'm especially in a fixed sign like Taurus. It's like <laughs> you, you don't need to change things too much to like really move the earth, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so Turner, you know, you look at Turner's paintings and it's like, oh, it's just these these beautiful, vivid, romantic paintings. But it's kind of like classic museum fair, classic of his era. Um, but I was reading a bit more about him today and he both was like really known as an eccentric amongst his circles. And, you know, in many ways we won't get into it now. Def definitely has some bad man vibes. Um, <laughs> please DM me if you have further thoughts about this. But um, I was also reading that like one of the big things he was known for was like experimenting with the literal physical materials he was using, like with the pigments. And he actually was known for using like paints and pigments that a lot of his contemporaries were like, oh, those are going to fade really quickly or that's going to make the canvas decay or like this isn't this like isn't going to last. And, you know, the poetry of that is like the Taurus of it all is that it was this the literal like physical material sensual part of the painting that he was like experimenting with and also like the Uranus of it all was that it was almost like he was making these like sort of majestic paintings that in many ways were meant to be flashes in the pan. It was like, okay, yeah, let it decay. <laughs> um, so that that's a Venus, Uranus, and Taurus. And then I was looking through Venus, Uranus, and Libra, and there were a bunch of great examples, but one of the most sort of literal ones I found was Trey Parker, one of the co-creators of South Park. And I feel like that sort of really covers the sort of Libran part of Venus because Venus and Libra, Venus's other home sign is Libra. And Libra, I always say, is much more about the taste and about the ideas. I describe Libra as like the teenager with all of their posters up on the wall of like, this is the stuff I like, but like it's the ideas I like and my taste level. And South Park wasn't necessarily like an innovative form. The way it looked wasn't the sort of Uranian part of it, but the content within it and the thoughts within it and almost the way like um, in the late 90s when it was coming out, South Park was like sort of putting a lightning bolt in like the taste level of, you know, of that kind of content and of that kind of humor and of that kind of entertainment. Um, it was like very much pushing the boundaries of a cultural conversation in a way that it was trying to like remove taboos around like what's okay to say, which I also love because it's to me like Libra's have this reputation for being so polite or almost passive aggressive, but Libra energy is actually that of the provocateur. 
And South Park was almost like, how can we (laughs) innovate how one can be a provocateur by putting these words into the mouths of these little cartoon children? Um, But also, you know, as I'm saying with Uranus, it's like Uranus shifts the status quo, but it shifts the status quo of that moment. And we then integrate that shift. So it's like, In today's world, South Park is not innovative. It's like practically passe. But in the moment it was coming out of, it was so Uranian. Um, So that's that Venus, Uranus, and Libra. And then Venus, Uranus, and Pisces, where Venus is exalted. There were also uh, great examples, but the the most sort of like (laughs) distilled one was um, John Muir, the naturalist and sort of like who they call the father of national parks. And, um, you know, his work at the time, again, was something that was very radical and now feels just like so integrated into the fabric of the systems and the structures that we live in. Um, But I also think the work he was doing, you know, in the moment of innovating, it also was so Pisces because it was like, let me sort of like help preserve the wilderness by giving structure to something that I know is uncontainable, that I will acknowledge is uncontainable, but that also I want to protect and I want to love and I want other people to appreciate its beauty in this very Venusian way. Um so yeah, as I at all in all of these examples, as I'm saying, like the work was experimental or innovative at the time, but now um, it's a given. And I think what comes up for each of us this week in this Venus Uranus moment of like, in some ways, like fate taking the wheel or a disruption taking the wheel or something just sort of being. Um, something that we can no longer hold down bursting out of us. Um, There's like this lightning strike moment, this beautiful lightning strike moment that will eventually be something that is integrated um, into our lives and will become a given and maybe will become passe. (laughs) But what's what's amazing now is that it's something that's, exciting. Um, And so those are the three aspects for the week. We have Mercury conjunct Jupiter on the 28th, and then we have Mars trine Saturn on the 30th, as well as Venus conjunct Uranus on the 30th. Um, There's definitely a lot of inspiration, motivation. There's a lot of heart (laughs) in all three of these aspects. Um, And just to close out, um, some questions you might want to ask yourself this week. Number one, what am I ready to announce and how do I want to announce it? Which goes back to that Mercury conjunct Jupiter. Number two, is that too hard or does it just need one more big push to go back to Mars trine Saturn? And number three, what am I doing just because it's comfortable? And how can I move towards something more exciting to go back to Venus conjunct Uranus? Um, 
So I just maybe, yeah, think about those as you're heading into the week. Um, All three of these aspects are, as I said, it's sort of like like a tasting menu (laughs) where I think we can sample a little bit of each or maybe just take one of them and run with it. Or as I said, just sort of notice all of them and and notice how it's showing up around you um, and kind of ignore but digest the energy. But um, there's a lot of new, there's a lot of fresh, there's a lot of stuff, I think, to work with this week. Um, And I hope you find some inspiration. So yeah, that's all I've got for you. Let me know what you thought. Send me love mail, hate mail, fan letters, etc. Again, I'd love to hear your feedback and we'll be back next week.